Then Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, he continued on what occurs here on page 397, that's point number 82. The saying of the author, Imam Abu Muhammad al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, وفي السفر ركعتان إلا المغرب فمن قال أكثر من خمس فقد ابتدع ومن قال أقل من خمس فقد ابتدع لا يقبل لا يقبل الله لا يقبل الله شيئا منها إلا لوقتها إلا أن يكون نسيانا فإنه معذور يأتي بها إذا ذكرها أو يكون مسافرا the saying of Imam al-Barbahari and know that the obligatory prayers are five there is to be no increase in them nor any reduction in the set times and upon a journey they consist of two, ra- two rakas except for the Maghrib prayer. Whoever says that they are more than five, then he has innovated. And whoever says that they are less than five, then he has innovated. Allah will not accept Allah will not accept any of them unless they are performed within their times. Except for the one who forgets, then he is excused and must perform it when he remembers it. And the traveller who may combine the two prayers if he wishes. <coughs> Shaykh al-Fawzan, he said in explanation, the five obligatory prayers have tremendous importance. And it is the second pillar, the second rukun from the pillars of Islam after the two testifications and whoever abandons it denying its obligation whoever abandons the prayer denying its obligation then he is a kafir a disbeliever by consensus ijma' of the Muslims and whoever abandons it out of laziness whilst, acknowledge, whilst acknowledging that it is obligatory then he is a disbeliever upon the correct saying from the two sayings of the scholars so Shaykh al-Azam he makes the distinction there if a person denies if a person abandons the prayer he doesn't pray and he refuses to accept that it is an obligation he denies the obligation as well. Then he's a kafir by consensus of the Muslim scholars. And the second case that the Shaykh mentions, if he agrees that it's obligatory, but he, he doesn't perform it. He neglects it, abandons it out of laziness. Then, as the Shaykh said, then in the more correct of the two sayings of the scholars, he is a disbeliever as well. <coughs> and then Shaykh Razan, he gives the he gives evidences 
for this claim. He said, and the proof is his, is his sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, بَيْنَ الْعَبْدِ وَبَيْنَ الْكُفْرِ تَرْكُ Between the servant and between disbelief, there is the abandonment of the prayer, reported by Muslim. In a footnote they mention that this hadith is reported by Muslim in his Sahih, and you'll find it there as hadith number 82 from a hadith of Jabir radiallahu anhu with the wording إِنَّ بَيْنَ الرَّجُلِ وَبَيْنَ الشِّرْكِ وَالْكُفْرِ تَرْكُ That between a man and between shirk and kufr is the abandonment of the prayer. Then Shaykh Razan mentions the second evidence. He said, And his saying, Al-Ahdu Ladi Bainana wa Bainahum Salah, Faman Tarakaha Faqad Kafar. Saying of the Prophet وسلم, the covenant that is between us and them is the prayer. So whoever abandons it, then he has disbelieved. They mention in the footnote here, reported by Imam Ahmad in the Musnad and by Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah and Al-Masai from a hadith of Buraida radiallahu anhu and that Tirmidhi said it is Hassan Sahih good, authentic and it was declared authentic by Ibn Hibban and by Al-Hakim in Al-Mustadrak as a side point by Shaykh al-Albani Rahimullah declared it Sahih also in his checking about Tirmidhi declared it Sahih, authentic so having mentioned these two, two narrations Shaykh al-Fawzan said this is clear and he did not say whoever abandoned it denying its obligation rather he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made it general whoever abandons it made it general along with many evidences which this is not the place to quote in full there are many evidences also, but this is not the place to quote them in full. Then Shaykh Fawzan said, And the prayers became settled at five prayers in every day and night. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he sent Mu'adh to Yemen, <coughs> said to him, فَلْيَكُمْ أَوَّلَ مَا تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَيْهِ شَهَادَةُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ فَإِنْ أَجَابُكَ لذلك فأعلمهم أن الله افترض عليهم خمس صلوات to the end of the hadith the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said to Mu'adh ibn Jabal when he sent him to Yemen he said let the first thing that you call them to be the testification that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah so if they accept that from you then inform them that Allah has made five prayers obligatory upon them. The hadith. As I mentioned in the footnote, reported by al-Bukhari in his Sahih, and you'll find it there in a, num- a number of places, the first of them being hadith number 1395, and also reported by Muslim as hadith number 19, from a hadith of <coughs> Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhumah. Then Shaykh Fawzan said, and it, meaning referring to the prayer, the obligatory prayer, it was made obligatory 
upon the Prophet وسلم, and upon his nation on the night of the Mi'raj, on the night of the ascent through the heavens, which shows its importance. He said they were first made obligatory as fifty on <coughs> the day and the night, fifty in each day and night. Then the Prophet returned to his Lord for a reduction until Allah made it five with regard to his performance. And they are fifty in the, in the balance. <coughs> because a single good deed is rewarded with ten times its like. So a single prayer is for ten prayers. So it is multiplied to fifteen no, it is multiplied to fifty prayers. In each prayer that a person prays, Allah rewards it ten times over. So then you pray five in the day and night, it becomes like fifty prayers with regard to the reward. Then the chef said, So it's multiplied to fifty prayers. But as for the action, then it is five prayers in the day and the night. <coughs> so whoever said so whoever says that the prayers are more than five, then he is a mubtadi', he is an innovator. Because he has added something into the religion that is not from it. And whoever says that they they are less than five as is said by a group, a sect of the innovators, as is said by a sect of the innovators, and the people of misguidance, that they are three. The chef said, the prayer, the prayers, he said, are confirmed by the book, and the sunnah, and the consensus of the Muslims, as being five prayers. He the Most High said, أَقِمِ الصَّلَاةِ لِدُرُوكِ الشَّمْسِ إِلَى غَسَقِ اللَّيْلِ إِلَى غَسَقِ اللَّيْلِ وَقُرْآنَ الْفَجْرِ إِنَّ قُرْآنَ الْفَجْرِ كَانَ مَشْهُودًا Surah Al-Isra, the 17th Surah, Ayah 78. With the explanation, establish the prayers from the time when the sun passes the zenith until the darkness of the night and establish the recitation of the Quran in the dawn prayer. Indeed, the recitation of, of the Quran in the dawn prayer is attended by the angels of the night and the day. And the Shaykh said, and the Prophet explained them by his saying and his action. <coughs> and they have set times. He the Most High said, Inna salat, inna salata kana ala Surah Al-Nisa, the fourth surah, I-103. With the explanation. The prayer is a duty prescribed for the believers at set times. Shaykh explained, saying, meaning, 
an obligatory duty at defined times at set times Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam clearly explained them by his saying and his action it is not permissible to take them out of their times except in the condition of a valid excuse such that he has slept or forgotten until the time finishes so then when he remembers or wakes up it becomes obligatory upon him to hasten to perform the prayer whatever time it is he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said man nasiya salatan aw nama anha fal yusalliha idha dhakaraha la kaffarata laha illa dhalik the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said whoever forgets a prayer or sleeps through it then let him pray it when he remembers it there is no expiation for it except that as they mentioned in the footnote this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim you'll find it there in the Sahih of Al-Bukhari as hadith 597 and reported by Muslim as hadith 684 from hadith of Anas then Shaykh Fazan said and as for deliberately letting it pass beyond its time then it will not be correct from him even if he prays it now the case of a person okay, let's mention the case of a person who had the valid excuse he slept through it or forgot now the case of a person who, who knows it's time and he lets the time go so the chef said as for the as for the one who deliberately <coughs> lets it pass beyond its time then it will be not it will not be correct from him even if he does pray if he prays it deliberately after its time it won't be correct from him because he has not prayed the prayer which Allah commanded him with rather he has just prayed a prayer in accordance with his own desires so if he deliberately lets it go outside its time then it will not be accepted from him even if he does pray it <coughs> so what is upon him is a tawbah, repentance that he repents to Allah the mighty and majestic and constantly is constant upon observance of the prayer if that happened to someone then what's upon him after that is to repent for what he's done and to be constant thereafter upon observance of the prayer in its, in its correct time then the Shaykh said and the number of the rak'as the number of prayer units in each prayer he said and the number of the rak'as was explained by the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam the fajr prayer is two rak'as and the maghrib is three rak'as because it is the odd numbered prayer of the day and the Dhuhr prayer is four rak'as and the Asr prayer is four rak'as and the Isha prayer is four rak'as and when on a journey the four rak'ah prayers are reduced to two rak'as the Dhuhr prayer and the Asr prayer and the Isha prayer when on a journey 
as occurs in the established sunnah from the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that occurs in the Quran وَإِذَا دَرَبْتُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَلَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ أَنْ تَقْصُرُوا مِنَ الصَّلَاةِ Surah An-Nisa, the fourth surah, ayah 101 with the explanation and when you travel upon the earth then there is no blame upon you if you shorten the prayer Shaykh Fawzan said as for the Fajr prayer, the dawn prayer then it, remain, it remains as two rakas and as for the Maghrib prayer, then it is not shortened because it is the witter, it's the odd numbered prayer of the daytime. So if it were shortened, then they would become even. The number, the number of rakas of the daytime would become even if, if the Maghrib were shortened to two rakas as well on a journey. He said, and this. <coughs> is how the ahadith occur regarding the prayer. So it is not permissible for anyone to interfere with them, either adding or deleting, or taking it out of its time. And that's where Shaykh Abazan, Hafizullah, ends explanation of this point with regard to the obligatory prayers. As for the explanation of Shaykh Ahmad al-Najmi, <coughs> Then he said, mentioning a part of what he said here, just the point where Imam al-Barbahari said that whoever adds to the prayer, whoever adds to those five or, or deletes from the five prayers, فَقَدِبْ تَدَعَى he has innovated. Shaykh Ahmad al-Najmi, he made a point here, he said, as for the saying of the author here, فَقَدِبْ تَدَعَى then he has innovated. He said, this is different to what he, well, this is different to his usual practice. For he very, very often uses the wording of disbelief for things which are less than full disbelief. And here he used the word innovation. Whilst knowing that whoever says that the prayer, the obligatory prayer, is more than five or less, then and he has become a disbeliever by consensus of the people of knowledge this being based upon Tawatur something reported by a huge number of people throughout the generations at every level and the one who says that there are more than five obligatory prayers or less he's a disbeliever by consensus he said and then these five every one of them is well known with regard to the number of its rakas. So the dawn prayer is two rakas, and Dhuhr and Asr are four, <coughs> four, and Maghrib is three, and Isha is four. So it is not permissible when in residence to pray, to pray less than that. And whoever does that, claiming that the prayer has been reduced or increased, claiming that there has been an increase, then he is to be made aware of the matter if he is ignorant and if he then still persists then he has disbelieved so the number of rakas the number of their rakas is taken by transmission, by narration which has been passed down by generation, generation after generation from the time of the Prophet to this time 
And it is not permissible to pray less than that, except when on a journey. In which case, the four rakah prayers are reduced to two rakahs. As is proven by the evidences, and whoever claims that the Maghrib prayer or the dawn prayer should be shortened, then he is to be made aware. And if he still persists, then he becomes a disbeliever. But then the Sheikh Ahmed said, and likewise, their times, their due times, have been taken from what has been passed down from one whole generation to the next by transmission of the action and transmission of the saying. So every obligatory prayer from the obligatory prayers has a separate time and its time has a beginning and an end and it is not permissible to bring it before its time nor to delay it beyond it except that it is permissible for the traveller to gather uh, gather the prayers gather two prayers due to the ruling of his being a traveller either delaying the earlier one to, to, to the time of the later one and that is by consensus or bringing the second one for, uh, forward and praying it along with the first one in the time of the first one in the view of some of the people of knowledge who hold that the hadith in that regard is authentic he said and it is permissible for a person who is ill to combine the prayers to repel difficulty which occurs with praying each prayer each prayer in its specific time and whoever makes the times of the prayers three, just three times for prayer, like the Shia, those who permit joining always, such that they join the Asr with the Dhuhr prayer at the time of Dhuhr, and they join the Isha along with the Maghrib at the time of Maghrib, based upon the saying of some of their imam, Imams. Then whoever does that from them and believe it's, believes it's permissible, then he is an innovator astray. Just as is also the case of one who combines Asr along with Maghrib in the daytime prayer, along with the <coughs> nighttime prayer. Whoever combines Asr along with Maghrib, or who combines Isha prayer along with Fajr, then he is Dalun, he is astray also. He said, so therefore, combining the prayers, combining the prayers cannot be except two obligatory prayers which can share in their times. Which share with regard to the time in the Zohar prayer along with Asr or Maghrib along with Isha then he said finishing off with the last paragraph he mentions and whoever abandons the prayer deliberately until its time has passed then he has disbelieved because of the authentic evidences which prove that from them is his sallallahu alayhi wa saying between a man and between shirk and kufr is the abandonment of the prayer and from them is his saying the covenant which is between us and them is the prayer. So whoever abandons it, then he is disbelieved. To the rest of the evidences. He said, and the Jumhur, the great majority, they hold that the one who abandons the prayer is not a disbeliever. I mean, just he abandons it out of laziness. The great majority hold he is not a disbeliever on account of that. Yet still, in spite of this, Many of them hold that his repentance should be sought. So either he will repent from that, otherwise he is to be executed with the prescribed punishment. 
And the matter there is disagreement between the people of knowledge and Allah the Most High knows best. In the issue of whether, as we heard before, a person who he agrees to, he agrees it's obligatory, but out of laziness he doesn't do it. As the Sheikh said, the great majority hold he's not to be counted as a kafir, but he is to be executed. His repentance is to be sought, but if he doesn't do so, then he's to be killed. He's to be executed by the authorities. He said, but this is a matter of disagreement, meaning whether the one who abandons the prayer out of laziness, whether he's a kafir or not a kafir, this is a matter of disagreement amongst the scholars, and Allah the Most High knows best. Then he said, unless he leaves it on account of a valid excuse, which is forgetfulness or sleep, then it's obligatory upon him to pray it when he remembers it. Because of the hadith of Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu anhu said, the Prophet of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever forgets a prayer or sleeps through it, then his expiation is to pray it when he remembers it. Because, he said, and because Allah the Most High says, وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ لِذِكْرِي Surah Taha, the 20th Surah, Ayah 14. The explanation, and establish the prayer for my remembrance. And Allah is the one who grants success.